Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 84 of Shades of Brown. This week we're doing, we're starting off with uh, Apple News again. Right? I guess I'm like some follow-up from last week's episode. Because we, we should say, you know, there's like, there's a the whole Facebook story, right? And the Google story about them abusing enterprise certificates. And then while it started to be revealed like on Twitter and other Apple blogs that a whole bunch of other fucking tech companies are, you know, using the same sort of stuff. I believe like Instacart, right? Like if you're an Instacart delivery driver to deliver groceries, they actually have you install an enterprise profile to get their, you know, delivery app. And technically why, why would they need to do that? Like why Because they, they just... can because it, you get more advanced permissions. They can um track your location in depth without asking. You can skirt some of the uh the the stricter security policies of the sandbox by using an enterprise certificate. Because it's meant for testing, right? So like if it's like if you're developing your own app for your own internal use in your company and you want to pull like advanced logs of like where someone is every time they open the app, it kind of makes sense in that case since it stays within one organization. But um, places like Instacart might be using it, you know, to see if people are fucking around when they're delivering groceries, right? And like, and if they are like just, you know, or or even actually if they are delivering for other competitors, right? They can sort of track that. And that may be against their terms of service. So there's there's like some creepy stuff they do there. But um, Reuters had a pretty interesting report on how folks are using this to create a, you know, like a pirated app store per se, where you install this enterprise certificate and then it gets you access to a um, store that lets you install modded versions of games and free versions of paid apps. Like there'll be versions of Minecraft that, you know, that are free or there'll be versions of like, you know, games that let you bypass in app purchases and just gain as much currency as you want. That is, that is actually clever. Like that's ingenious. Like I, uh, that's actually clever. And like, I didn't also sort of like weird. If you think about it, like, uh, like these apps that you install, like, like, uh, could they could have malware like not malware like I like even even with with the developer certificate I don't think it's like it's not gonna like break out of the sandbox and like uh like you know take over your phone but like it's still gonna be like run like all sorts of garbage right on on your phone like I'm sure some of these apps will like probably have like uh ads in them right like the oh, yeah, absolutely. Have, absolutely absolutely yeah and then um as well you have like porn apps and gambling apps which i don't think is much of a problem because like tbh tbh you know Pornhub premium is a thing that exists um they and like if people pay for it like fuck it pay, pay for your porn right and like if they offer a native app like every other streaming app does like i don't see what's the problem with that being in an app store um so that's i mean well what are, like this is i think this is just saying that the developer program is uh Needs to be overhauled a little bit uh, to have stricter tracking of where the certificates are used, right? How they are distributed, right? Like that's the I think that's the thing that Apple is probably going to crack down. Like they probably are working on that right now. They're probably working on a way. Like next year, they're gonna they're gonna have like some sort of like every time you distribute like every time you distribute the certificate, you have to like like it, it like Apple logs like a distribution of a certificate. So like they know that the certificate has distributed X amount of times, right? So they know that like, somebody's abusing this to distribute or, it. Or they could just do something so simple where it's like you need an email address hosted on the same domain that the uh, certificate is registered for. Because while that's not going to stop abuse, right? Like it's... What, what is it going to do? Like this powered app store is going to give everyone a free email address because then you have they have to start paying for email hosting and all of that, right? So I, I feel like it would it would crack down on it in in a in a 
in a way that while it still can be abused, it's probably the most imperfect solution. Yeah, that's 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 true. If you use like a corporate, yeah, like that 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 makes. Uh, so what what like what other Apple news? We have uh, an Apple event uh, planned. Uh, well, rumored so far. Rumored, yeah. I mean, uh, rumors. Usually, Apple event rumors are pretty sure for like because the, like they usually send out invites, right, and stuff like that. So a uh, news event planned for March. 25. So they're going to be talking about, uh, reportedly, uh, a video service, like a video, so what is a streaming service? Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be full of original content. Um, I, with, with Apple's original content, it's all bad. <laughs> I, I think, I don't, I think this is going to be great for, uh, middle aged white people. Like, oh, I feel Jesus. like these will be the kind of shows that are going to be on there. Oh, no. Because, like, Apple's apparently, or sorry, Tim Cook particularly is, like, super against, like, showing violence or profanity or other things in their shows. And l- listen, Apple, let people say fuck. But, <laughs> um, but, like, so I remember Dr. Dre had a, had like a biography uh, show yeah. that got canceled, mm, that got canceled. because it was mm. it was uh it was a little too raunchy for 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 tim cook's racist ass oh, no. so <laughs> um so like I, I feel like this is just not gonna be a non-starter just to be 100 percent honest yeah, with you. I'm, 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 yeah i'm gonna be real i don't think this is gonna be anything significant like i mean it's significant as in like it's it's a it's a big players spending a lot of money uh like trying to make an entry into the into the tv uh, world right uh and like we'll see in a few years if this is actually anything. well well there's also a part two to this right so there's apple's original service and then there's also the other bits of rumors that's been swirling on for years right that apple's trying to create a skinny bundle of other apps so I feel like what's likely going to happen is that there is going to be like an apple channel for um all of this garbage content but but they're likely going to try and get other TV providers to be a part of this bundle that you pay for, right? That'll give you, like, say, like TNT, um, likely no Hulu, likely no Netflix, likely no a- new Showtime or HBO. But there's a whole bunch of other channels that no one would actually care to subscribe for on their own that Apple could likely get, you know, under under wraps for their own TV service. Because Google has one with YouTube TV. And YouTube TV, from what I've heard, it's pretty nice. I, th- I I tried it for a month when it first came out. Um, it was kind of buggy back then, but I've I've heard that's improved a lot since then. So I feel like outside of Disney content, because Disney's doing their own, there's a whole bunch of like Viacom and um, other gross ma- major media companies, you know, uh, content that Apple can throw into a bundle together that probably would be worth paying for, um, especially if Apple's the one making the UI. Just because I, I Sling TV has a disgusting UI, Direct TV now has a gross UI. Um, YouTube, YouTube, you know, TV is pretty nice, but um, it suffers from you know blinding whites, material design. So I, I do think that there is a place for an Apple one, especially if you have just like a phone and a Mac or an iPhone and a Mac rather, maybe yeah, like an Apple yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Um, but I, I, I don't have high hopes for their own original content. Yeah, I really do not have any, especially like the stuff that they had already done, right? Like uh, the, what did it do? Uh, Planet of the Apps. Uh, I, I've heard bad things about that. Is is it actually like really bad? Like I mean, the- like I've only watched the first episode of it because I don't hate myself. I love myself, <laughs> so I watch good shows like uh, Plug Here, season two of the Dragon Prince. Good shit. <laughs> but um, I, I'm not even getting paid by them. I don't know why the fuck I did that. But you know, like it's it's 
real it's real trash planet yeah. of the apps is as bad as you would think a bunch of celebrities talking about apps would be you know it's God. a lot of like it's a lot of like let me take a hit from this blunt from this blunt and be like what if we had an app to end hunger and then you take a hit of the blunt again, right? It's like that kind of shit. Okay, okay. So it's just like, as you mentioned, middle, middle age, uh, white dudes content. Uh, I think that's 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 what you're getting at. Okay, so yeah, yeah, middle middle age white dude content, which you know, surprisingly enough, is going to be the motive of this episode. Going from this, and then later on, when we talk about games. Uh, so this is this is like uh, this was like leaked, right? Like there was some like Apple is in like negotiations with some. Uh- so like what happened was that the Wall Street Journal had a report about the Apple news service, which is very funny because the Wall Street Journal is apparently going to be a partner of it. So like the reporter in the report was like, yeah, when asked for comment, the Wall Street Journal said they don't comment on on private discussions. <laughs> but it is the Wall Street Journal who reported the fact that they don't report on these private discussions. That's hilarious, actually. Which is I, it's just kind of it's cute and funny because. That's how it technically it should be, right? Since reporting yeah. is on a separate side from the yeah, that's uh, that's editorial. That is editorial uh, independence. Is that, yeah, so, so that I, I appreciated that little nod they threw in there. But essentially, the the rumors are that Apple is launching a all you can eat sort of new subscription service, and they're trying to court publishers to join it. The issue being, they want to take a fifty percent cut of all revenue made in app. That's. That's and the the way that they're gonna count revenue is like engagement, right? Like, uh, like quote unquote engagement. Hashtag engagement. Hashtag engagement, where they're like, uh, like the more somebody engages with your with your content. God, I hate this sentence already. Uh, hey, Static, don't you love engaging with content? You never, you never woke up and thought to yourself, <laughs> "I'm gonna engage with some content today." Apple is 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 uh, like like. According to the story, is uh, is negotiating like a fifty percent cut, which is like it is absurd, right? Like if you think about a fifty percent, is like uh, uh, like a ridiculous amount. Like they are essentially putting a glorified RSS feed reader in their in their operating system, right? Uh, and then calling it like you know, like they're gonna have some curation, and nobody knows how this curation works, right? It's opaque. Well, it's a curation works the same way as it does now with Apple News, which is that depending on the location, um, because I believe Apple News is only in like three countries anyways. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's available here. No, it's it's US, UK and Australia, I believe. So for that, they have they have human editorial teams in each country that'll sift through all the news. And then they have like a for you section, like an Apple Music, where that one's algorithmically generated. But the main page of the app, the top five stories are always picked from human curators. So I imagine that their subscription service will be similar, um, but the problem still being that no publisher would ever or should ever, mind you, do that because of the fact there's a million options online for paying for this. You have membership or memberful or whatever, you know, the one that Patreon bought out. And then Patreon itself is one. And like, honestly, you could just use a WordPress site and use like a Stripe plugin to get the membership program going. Or fuck, even Medium gives you a better cut. God, like, like, literally, like a fifty percent cut is too much. Even a thirty percent cut would be too much. Like, it really should not, uh, like, be. Uh, it should be a minimal cut at best. It should like, be point five at the most. Yeah, honestly, like, if, uh, like, this is, this is just like trying to, be, like, 
calling it extortion maybe it sounds extreme, but like it is sort of like extortion. Right? It's like you're trying, you have this, like you have a captive audience, like you have, you have this, you have to demand, right? You have the, the all the iPhone users on one side and you have the news publishers on another side. Apple is basically saying, if you want to get to all the iPhone users, you better pay us our cut. And the cut is like an absurd amount. Right. And, so, and the thing is, they're not going to make that much money off of this. Because firstly, people don't pay for news. And secondly, it's not like news houses are thriving businesses, right? Uh, look, think of all the times, think of all the layoffs, think of all the publications that get shut down. The only pub- like successful publications are the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and, you know, fucking the Washington Post. The rest of them are all VC funded, Vox Media, VC funded. Ars Technica has a skeleton staff, which isn't bad, mind you, but but all of these like independent blogs like a non-tech too, right? I don't even think a non-tech has a full-time staff anymore since um since the uh, Anand himself got hired by Apple. Media is not the place you can come in and say, oh, this is such a... It's not music, right? It isn't music in, in that you can be like, oh, we get to dictate the terms because we're Apple and we can do whatever the fuck we want. News is a different thing because you can always easily just go to online and especially if you have an iPhone. If you have a shitty Android phone, okay, fair. Fair. You know, um, if you're not using AMP and Chrome, because Chrome's hashtag optimized for AMP, you know, loading the web is going to be a bad time because all the ads. But on iOS, you don't have that problem because Safari on iOS is pretty damn great. And going to like rsenico.com or going to the newyorktimes.com is a perfectly fine experience. Yeah, it's going a very to good, have a great it's, time. It's a pretty good, it's a really good experience, actually. Like it is. I prefer, like the, the, the web browser, like they have the Safari has the reader mode, right? Uh, and that, that is really good. It works really well. So it is like, it's, an, it's, it's a pretty good experience to actually read like articles on, on an iOS device. So it's like, what are they trying to up? Like they're trying to like become like aggregated, right? They're trying to become the aggregator. It's aggregated theory all over again, right? They're it's, um, it's basically, it's, you remember that app Flipboard? Yes, Flipboard. Yes, it's, it's very I, yeah. much like Flipboard in that. Yeah. Uh, or actually, it's what Spotify is doing with podcasts in that we're, they're saying fuck open standards and basically they're just going to make everything go through their own silo, which is in complete odds against you know what they're doing with podcasts, which is just kind of strange. I guess Apple just doesn't see podcasts as a place they can make money from. Right, they don't see it as a as viable market like that they can monetize yet. Like yet, yet is the keyword I think. I don't know if Apple is has any plans for that but right now uh podcasts uh is safe on apple but like the yeah like this news thing is just it's like this this comes like right after the whole um, uh, like you know the the huge amount of layoffs that happened in the media industry right uh and it's also coming right after facebook has continuously be shown to be lying about their metrics and sure apple isn't as bad as facebook but why would i trust apple like why would i why like so me as someone who has ran blogs before and does podcast stuff right why would i trust anyone other than myself for continuous income like even using patreon it's always like what patreon what if patreon fucks you over on money and they have done that before they have had processor issues before and just to think that apple's giving any better it's not the case apple's just going to resort to other tactics to to fuck you over in the end because of the fact that media media creators content creators are never the primary user rate of a service it's always the people who consume it and they always get treated second secondhandly and that's fine when it's app development 
because you'd be like, yeah, users are more important than developers because the users end up paying all the developers and programming makes you a fuck ton of money. The issue is that same theory does not apply to any other field outside of programming because video editing online makes you shit. Writing online makes you shit pay. Doing podcasts online, shit pay. <laughs> everything, everything that's creative outside of programming online is a continuous hustle and, you know, just gives you shit pay and it's something that's done more out of a love than like you know than, than like a uh just like a jobby job sort of situation right right, right. and we're dependent on, on like well, of these aggregators being like good benevolent to, yeah benevolent especially like uh especially neutral as apple has been all these years right like uh the apple like it continues to be like a neutral party in the podcast space like they they don't like like they aggregate, they they have some like do, I ne- I actually never checked the podcast. Like they do curation, right? They have some sort of uh, I don't know if it's automated or not. It's no, it's, it's human editors with them because yeah. they have like a front page, right? Where like you know banners and and like a couple stories about shows. So it's a little bit of curation, but it's like a light touch. Um, Apple News is a little bit different in that they have heavy curation for their um they have like a, a daily page, right, full of, of just like source stories that fit a theme, and then they have that top story section but all the rest of it is algorithmically generated so it's a mix of it just like how apple music is which to be fair i don't think that's a bad way of doing it right like i actually i don't think having you know the mix of human curation plus algorithmic curation if you want to go down that endless loop is terrible the issue is though these algorithms are always be biased humans are going to be biased and there is no incentive for apple to help uplift any up-and-coming news outlet and this sort of subscription only benefits Apple because it doesn't even benefit the top players, right? It's like middle mid-tier players that don't make enough anyways, so more revenue is better because it wouldn't be revenue that they would get to begin with. But that's not a lot of places. And honestly, most of those outlets don't exist for very long just because of how hard it is to to be to pay, you know, staff and help people make rent when you're when you're a mid-tier publisher online. Right. Uh, so that's that's that story. We'll see how it turns out within next month, I guess. Uh, so let's move on, right? Let's move on to video games. Uh, we have three stories, all of them bad, actually. Uh, not a good week. Uh, first one is is, is Sony. Uh, this is uh, developers uh, sort of accusing uh, Sony of of playing favorite, right? Uh, with with cross-platform support uh, so it is it is like you know war the developers of uh wargroove right and uh paladins uh known enemy of the podcast high-res studios <laughs> i don't like high-res but that's i don't want to talk about that because it's it's not really relevant to the story here but uh like so so the story basically is that fortnite uh recently launched uh like sony had a cross-platform announcement for Fortnite, right? It was like a beta uh, for Fortnite in September, right? And then Ro- Rocket League was uh, the second game to on PlayStation to, to offer the cross-platform support in January. And since then, like, there hasn't been any sort of uh, progress on that, right? So it's like... And, like, the, the, the Wargroove developer, uh, Chuckle... Uh, like, these, uh, the company's... Uh, the, develop, uh, the developer's called Chucklefish, right? Uh, they they said that they made uh multiple requests for uh crossplay with their 
with their account, Sony account manager and like, you know, directly with higher people higher up in the food chain. And like, uh, they were told like, it, it's not going to happen. Right? Uh, like that's like the thing, like why is it happening for Rocket League and Fortnite, but not, not like a smaller developer, right? Well, it's happening because those two games have had huge publicity, you know, runs on Sony, not, allowing crossplay so they probably crashed you know or crashed you know, under the pr pressure for it and with these ones high res is a smaller studio high res you know high res is not activision blizzard high res is not ea so so he does not care to listen to them and chucklefish is known for wargroove and stardew valley so sony really doesn't need to listen to them which is shitty because there really is no downside to crossplay except for the fact that it shows cracks in how bad like PSN is, yeah, it just like, shows how bad the, PSN is. It's this like, is the thing with like really... um with 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 uh like Nintendo's online service too. Like all games that have crossplay run infinitely better than games that solely rely on Nintendo's online service. <sighs> yeah, PSN is like you know, like it's it's I like this is like a no brainer. Like and and then like. And then Sony's arguing that there is like you know policy ramifications like 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 you know like crossplay you know cross purchase cross progress whatever uh, like this is I don't I don't know if I don't think it's difficult I don't I don't think it's difficult just, this is not a technical hurdle since the developers are doing the work themselves this is a a philosophical policy. one and a business yeah, one. Policy. Yeah, business. Yeah, it's basically a business one. It's not. It's not even a philosophy. It's the, it's just business, right? It's just like they're trying. They, they still they, they, like the, the reason they have Rocket League and Fortnite is because they were essentially forced to have it, right? The the press was getting really bad on it, so they essentially just uh, like said that okay, we're gonna give you Fortnite and Rocket League now. Go away, right? Like basically, like they they wanted to like sort of calm the press and calm like the general agony behind the lack of crossplay right and they were like okay we're gonna give you fortnite and rocket league that's it like that's that's all like we don't want to like actually open it up right we don't know and the I, thing is too right it's that crossplay will objectively benefit matchmaking in games because think of it like this let's we'll use paladins as an example paladins runs at 60 frames per second on the xbox on the switch on the ps4 so there's an equalizer there, right? All using controllers, all at 60 frames per second. But when you have crossplay, when you have the Xbox player pool and the Switch player pool now communicating with each other, you have a wider pool to matchmake from, which means you can get quicker matchmaking times. You can get more competitive matches for people who want to play in competitive modes. And you don't have to throw, you don't have to, you know, sacrifice um, skill levels, you know, gaps in skill levels to get quicker matchmaking times because now there's a huge pool, which basically means you're going to get more fair matches more of the time and it's going to be quicker. And you bring in PS4 players, they have a larger pool. And once again, the game all runs at 60 frames per second there too, so we can't even say there's a competitive disadvantage with that. So there really isn't a downside to it from the player's perspective because you play with your friends. No, of course, matchmaking is no. better. Yeah, yeah. but I, uh, is, Sony just doesn't care. No, it's 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 it, there is like let, let's just like get that out of the way. Like there is there is no like no dis, like real issue. With- oh, also, um, thinking of microtransactions is a big one, especially for these free to play games like Warframe. Right? If Warframe was to get crossplay, you'd be able to sync, you know, uh, loot boxes or any cosmetics you purchased. Because of Paladins, right? If you buy a if you buy a Champions Pass, which unlocks all characters instead of you having to like you know grind for them, 
that will sync over between Xbox and Switch, which means if you want to, you know, play on your Switch when you're on the go or play on your PC or whatever, then, you know, you, you're, you're good there. You don't have to rebuy the same content, which is better for all users. Right, right, right. So it is, it is, it creates like a, uh, it, it, it puts the focus on like the game and not the platform, right? Which is why Sony is mad, right? They, they want to be the platform for games, right? They, they care about the platform more than the games, I would say sometimes, uh, you know? Uh, so, so yeah, like that's, that's the story. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else to say about it. Like it's, it's Sony. I don't think Sony's going to comment here. Uh, I don't think Sony PR has, they're going to have anything good to say at this point really uh if anything so uh what else so we got we got <sighs> so now oh. so now that we just talk shit about sony let's talk shit about microsoft and uh crackdown 3 came out this week yeah it did uh, apparently it came out and nobody knew about it because no they didn't market it at all like the zero marketing uh and apparently it is available on Xbox Game Pass, which is the only reason people are probably playing it. Right Absolutely. Let, let me get this straight up out the way. <laughs> Do not pay $60 for this game. Oh, if you Christ. pay for Games Pass, download it, play for it a couple hours, have fun, and then you're Gucci. But like, don't play this game with like the expectation is going to be a good game or had paying $60 for it. Like really, please, yeah, don't, please, please, please don't do buy not. this game at full price. No, do not buy this. Like it is, it is, uh, essentially an extremely mediocre, uh, box standard. Like at, at this point, you know how, you know how, uh, everybody says that Saints Row basically copied the crackdown formula. But at this point, I would say this is the sh- like, it has become so like, this just looks like a shitty clone of, uh, of Saints Row, right? Because it's just, it's just bad, right? It's like, it feels cheap and like, uh, poorly made. And it's like, it, it's been development health for like, what, like seven years. Uh, and, and nothing good that good comes out when a game is like stuck in development hell for that long. Uh, so it is, it is, it is not good. This game should uh, have been canceled. It should have been canceled. That, like, I'm going to straight up say this. Yeah. This game should have been canceled because so, let's, let's talk about what, what is, what is a crackdown game? Crackdown one was released in 2007. Crackdown is a game where this is before prototype. Or actually, no, I want to say actually, this is around the time of prototype. Yeah, it's around right. the time around of prototype, prototype yeah. where, where developers are now experiencing of open world games or experimenting rather of open yeah. world games yeah. that give you that sort of superhero feel where you yeah. can mm-hmm. have super high agility and just scale yep. buildings and yeah. run around. Yeah. And yeah. Crackdown was one of the first games to do that for the 360 PS, PS3 generation. And it was a good game for that era. Yeah, it was, it was testing out new concepts. The issue being Crackdown 3 improves upon that formula in no ways it is not different than crackdown one at all it's- and in, yeah in some ways apparently it is worse than crackdown one like uh apparently the cars don't transform while you drive them i think that was a thing that somebody mentioned was in crackdown one like uh the cars automatically transforming when you're driving them like there's something i don't i don't i haven't played crackdown so i can't really say anything but i've been reading about it uh like they go mechanic where your car transforms into like the different versions of itself honestly uh, i don't remember yeah, it's been a yeah, while since i played yeah. crackdown one but i do know that um the combat was tolerable in crackdown one and it not changing for crackdown three is ridiculous it's 12 years of this game series existing they have not improved upon the combat at all it's basically the 
it's it's um instead of increasing the difficulty they throw more enemies at you and you you lock on and hold down a shoot trigger and that's it that is the depth of the combat in Crackdown. And that was acceptable for 2007, but in 2019, yeah, that is not, not... It is absolutely not, no. Especially for the asking price of $60. Like, nobody is in their right mind is going to pay $60 for this. But you have, like, Far Cry New Dawn came out. That is literally a better game than this because it is... It, you know what you're getting with Far Cry, right? You you know what you're getting with Ubisoft's open world formula. Like, that is that is, like, a formula that's been honed to a sheen and like this is this, this is not like this is not it and even worse about this is the multiplayer mode called the wrecking zone because crackdown 3 was originally hailed as um a, a game that would use use azure to have a physics engine that would be half you know on device half in the cloud to make you know skyscrapers and buildings blow up and stuff right things that need a huge amount of cpu power to actually get going at a smooth frame rate and that has been shelved and, ba- and like packaged into this weird multiplayer mode. And playing through it, it's apparently supposed to be a team deathmatch mode. But most of the time, you're just kind of jumping all over the place, blowing up buildings. So it is a very cool tech demo of what Microsoft can do with like their streaming technology, right? Of having low poly frame counts rendered on device and having it painted by cloud, you know, by the cloud stuff. But in terms of an actual gameplay mode to play, it's not fun. The most fun I had in it is I just had a rocket launcher and I kept blowing up buildings and jumping around. It was good for five minutes and I'm like, I'm done with this. And and paying for that would have been ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's... <sighs> the game in itself is just a disappointment. But at the same time, at the same time, since it's coming out on Games Pass with no wait for it and anyone who has Games Pass can play it, it changes how I perceive this game. Because now I'm I'm I, I'm thinking of this more of like a, a an okay Netflix special, right? Where it's like you don't subscribe to Netflix for this one show, but the re- it's there. You know, I don't feel bad spending like three hours playing this game, but that's all I'm ever going to do with it. But I didn't pay for it, right? It's a part of the bundle, and I feel like that might be might start to look like the future of games. Because there's not really a world for mid-tier games that are kind of trashy that, that you have to pay full price even forty dollars for. But if if Sony has a streaming service or Sony has like you know a subscription service, Microsoft has a subscription service, and a game like this is offered for it, it's kind of shit. But like it's a good, it's a fun three hours to fuck around with, and then you're done with the game, right? And I feel like by that metric, this game is very successful. So I. I I don't know if that's a good thing for games to go that way, but I also don't think that every game should be a 40 hour odyssey or should be like a $60 one. But like, but like it, this is not the game for that, you know, for the, that to be this test bed, but this is a peek at kind of maybe what Microsoft's thinking about at the same time though, Microsoft first party games have been shit for the past couple of years. Halo five was the last okay. First party game to come from Microsoft Forza Horizon studios. 4, oh, my I bad. Mean, Forza horizon. Yeah. The yeah. Forza horizon series outside of that, the Xbox really doesn't have any good exclusives. Yeah. And while exclusives are shit, Microsoft owns a bunch of first party studios that have not been making great games. And it's strange to me. I, I just don't know. It's like they have one job. Their one job is to make, great games and like make an online service that that you know doesn't go down and they kind of like feel at both of that yeah it's 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 just it's just they can't make any of them stick right like even halo it felt like like halo 5 like it felt like 
like sort of a half hour. Like they released it in a state that was like it was. It was not ready. Yeah, it was not ready to be released. But they had to release it, right? Like they they couldn't delay it anymore. Uh, Halo Master Chief Collection. We all know what happened with that, right? Uh, like, yeah, Microsoft's not not in a good place with with exclusives for the Xbox One. Uh, and it's just like if 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 you want if you want a game like this, you should play like I don't know. Go play. Go get your Xbox 360 and play Prototype. I don't know. Uh, like oh, that backwards compatibility on that man. Prototype is a really good game, by the way. Like it is actually a very fun game. Uh, I remember playing it a long time ago on the PC. Uh, so like, go go play Prototype. Go play Saints Row Four. Right, uh, Saints Row Four. Uh, might be available on backwards compat. I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, it is. Um, so those are all games you should play because you know they're on backwards compatibility and they'll run better if you have an Xbox One. Although I, I feel like the beginning of 2019 has just not been a good start for video games. No, like I, mean, I it's, it's not. I, we have this uh, Kingdom Hearts three, which um, it <laughs> has been retconned from my mind. I don't even remember playing the game now. It's, it's, it's wild, <laughs> and it's like all of the games in this first month are just. Either chasing shitty trends, Anthem, um, have, have being hindered by bad, you know, uh, monetization strategies, Apex Legends, and like they, everything feels like a compromise. I mean, Apex Legends is the success, actually. Like, it is the success story in so far that it is like the, the one that I mean, it's I've- a success story in that it plays well, but I do feel like it, it's too heavily monetized. Like, you know, just a follow up from when we talked about it, the more I look at the prices and you more look at, you know, like the math of how you actually get these premium cosmetics. It's really, really not a good game to spend any sort of money. In. No, it's not, especially because the cosmetics look like trash. But that's just my opinion. Uh, I feel like it's. I feel like that's the correct opinion to hold. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want to fight like, you on that. Like I, like, I, I know. Like, I've spent. Like, I'm not one to judge anybody for spending money on cosmetics because I've spent uh, significant amounts of money on cosmetics in like Planetside Two and like uh, over. Like, I bought Overwatch loot boxes, as I've mentioned before. Uh, so like the I, like it's it's not even good cosmetics to gamble on. So it is like it's just just don't. Uh, yeah, but this month, uh, so like this couple of months, uh, Metro Exodus came out right, uh, and it's it's okay. Like it's it's actually all right. Well, like, from, what I've, from what I've seen, it's in Metro buggy, Exodus, but, it's yeah, it's buggy. It, it's a type of game that focuses more on the presentation rather than the gameplay. Yeah, and, that's, ho- and that's the story of it. I think that has. Uh, I think that has been a problem for the Metro series since the beginning. Uh, like the sort of like, but I think this one more than ever is, 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 is probably more apparent because this one is the one where they are testing out the new, the new proprietary NVIDIA tech, right? The, uh, RTX and the, uh, deep sample super learning, whatever it's called. Deep learning super sampling. Yeah. Uh, which I can, I can take advantage of, I suppose, because I do have a RTX series GPU. Uh, I'm 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 considering picking up Metro Exodus once the game gets a bit you know more off the uh, like, Epic Store. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the other thing, right? It's it's only on the Epic Store right now, and mm, mm, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about buying games uh, on the Epic Store right now. Uh, I, I uninstalled Fortnite because I wasn't playing it, so I'm like I don't I don't have a reason. 
All right, but like, yeah, like the RTX stuff. The like, I, w- I just want to wait until the game is pa- like this, like on launch time. I, like, you're gonna get a bunch of bucks. That's uh, I think that's just you shouldn't buy these games at launch. I, I don't see this is a single player game. There's no point in buying it at launch, right? Like, I don't see any significant reason to buy it at launch. Just wait a little bit, like wait a couple months, wait for the wait for. I the, mean, the, at least Metro Exodus has like you know one launch date instead of Anthem that has 25. Last time I checked. <laughs> Technically launches February twenty second, but who the fuck knows if if you could play, if you just do a backflip, I think you can play it right now. <sighs> Yay! Why? Why do you do this? Uh, but yeah, anthem anthem is gonna happen when like, I don't even like you. The twenty second technically is when it launches, so we okay. can play it right now. But okay. from all accounts, anthem just sounds like it's uh it's a third person destiny sort of division style game with yeah. Also, that- division two is launching soon. I think. Ooh, uh, ooh I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> You don't. You don't want to. You don't want to play in, in the in the worst government shutdown. Quote, quote. Oh, <laughs> Kids love government shutdowns. Oh God, that that was so bad. But anyways, let's move oh, on to God. more shitty uh, shitty game companies. Right? Uh, we got uh, Activision Blizzard as usual, uh, being shitty. Uh, this time, laying off uh, seven hundred and seventy five people uh, after posting a record results uh in 2018 because you know corporate america uh so so basically here's how it worked here's here's how it worked we made so much money we're not going to fire you because fuck you that's basically how this went down yeah basically like like they it's it's like and like like the the like the company note it's it's like from from Blizzard president Jay Allen Breck uh, over the last few years many of our non development teams uh, expanded to support various these currently staffing levels on some teams are out of proportion with the current release slate. This means we need to scale down some areas of organization in the U.S. today. In our regional offices, we had anticipated similar evaluation submission to local requirements. So, what there's what Blizzard president is saying here blizzard hasn't released a new title this uh in 2018 right uh there were no new blizzard titles released uh and so blizzard is cutting well like some some people for sure uh uh all i need to know is does jeff kaplan still have a job i mean jeff kaplan probably has the answer should be no actually you know like if not not because i hate jeff kaplan but um my my when it, when it comes to layoffs, it should always be the people at the top go before the people at the bottom because it's usually their fault if something bad oh, happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that. I think I think I heard that the Overwatch teams are getting more people. Uh, like they said uh, that they're going to focus on Candy Crush, Call of Duty, Overwatch, Warcraft, Diablo, and Hearthstone. Right. So for those franchises, they actually expect to increase uh, developer resources in 2019. But but why couldn't they just move people to the other team? It's almost it's almost like you have an existing staff in a game studio that's working on one team and you need to ramp down on that, but you have other projects ramping up. So it's almost it's almost like you can do an internal movement of employees? No, 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 no. That's too innovative. That's too innovative, man. That's that's not that's 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 too risky, man. You can't do that. Like, well, gotta... I, I that's that's just ridiculous. Like I like why 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 you know 
but maybe maybe they could save some of this record breaking money by not hiring in new people and just moving existing staff and keeping their benefits instead of you know onboarding people you know i don't know what i'm talking about apparently you know and i i don't represent you know game gamers um you know i i apparently don't but uh you don't I represent sure, gamers i sure as hell want nation. to i sure as hell want to represent their unions oh nice yes uh the i think the game workers unite uh for called for uh call for for the Activision CEO to resign, uh Bobby Kotick. Uh because that's I mean the wild like it's always it's does always. does Bobby Kotick even code? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the answer to that question is no probably. Um he's he, he probably he's is it is it Activision Blizzard that did the partnership with Tostinos or is that no? It's Ubisoft and that's Assassin's Ubisoft. Creed. Yeah, that's Ubisoft. So so they have, apparently like one entire studio was shut down. I think a uh, Seattle based uh, mobile game studio, C two Live. Uh, rip, rest in peace. Uh, so that's like you know an entire studio out of job. So that's that's unfortunate. Uh, what else is there to say uh, about this? Uh, fuck Activision Blizzard. Yeah, don't give them money. I mean, I am. I, that's it's kind of bad because like you know like overwatch league you know like i'm indirectly supporting this whole mess so it is, it is i mean uh, like you don't have to buy another overwatch league pass i mean i already did so that's that's that happened before this though like i bought it it was announced the pass was announced before this so well truthfully a maybe boycotts would happen but i don't know gamers are gamers are so strange like the 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 nation of gamers you know as as they're the republic the the federated republic of gamers only somehow not too federated because they only exist in centralized spaces um the fdrscrsc i actually don't know if that's the correct acronym if you know what the correct acronym is please at me because i i don't know what i actually said but um it's it's there's just strange and boycotts will not work with them what will work though is unionizing the games market so if you are a game developer, you should join a union. Like, you know, just... Uh, game workers in night, you know? Yeah, uh, <laughs> check, un- check, unsolicited chose to take. Just fucking sign up for a union, mate. It's good shit. <laughs> tell, uh, you tell, you can know, form a pact to get Bobby, you know, not to fire you or else you're going to sue him. I don't know if that's g- how unions work. G- g- get your gamer, gamer bros to join a union. Especially when they're in the West Coast. Like, if people lived in Florida, sure, starting union means ass. However, you're in fucking California and, like... Seattle, like you know, Washington, you can start a union there and like do things. Like there are laws that will help you get that shit covered. Oh my! And they, there's just like game developers, like oh, unions are bad. We don't want unions, and just tech workers as a whole are like that. And then it's like you, what? What if you didn't have that insecurity that you'd come into the office tomorrow and have to pack your bags? You know, Wh- what if? What if you could just like go home and get health insurance and make some games? And not be overworked. That that's a possibility. That isn't that isn't some far out like this only exists in Norway, even though it technically doesn't. Sort of like bullshit, right? Like that that is within reach if you just like started a union. And yes, unions are not they're centralized places of power. Of course, they're always going to have their drawbacks. But like I don't fucking know. America, Canada, 2019. Is there really anything worse than the shit we currently got? Like, you could try something else. And I mean, sure, we can come back to this, but like, shit can't get much worse. Nah, nah. Yeah, so that's that's like the lesson from from that story. So that's that's all the stories we got. Uh, 
Yeah, there's that. We were going to talk about Android things and how Google's like re- restarting it for the th- fourth time. Like, there's no real story there. I just want to say, LOL, Google, LOL, Android things. I'm <clears throat> sorry, Brillo. Sorry, Google things. Google Assistant things. I I don't know things, what it's just called things. anymore. It's just, just just things at Google. Things that Google. Um, you can find us as always uh, on twoshadesofbrown.com and contact email uh, for feedback and stuff. Contact at twoshadesofbrown.com. You can find me on Mastodon at staticsafe at mastodon.zombacloud.com where I where expect to see a lot of posts about Overwatch thing because that's what's happening. Uh, and Christian, uh, where can people find you? Um, you can find me online at chosenfine at 10forward.social, where um, if you want me to tell you more about unions, I'll be more than happy to do that. <laughs> or you <laughs> can find me uh, online at chosen.online. All right. Uh, and with that, goodbye. Bye.